0: Welcome back to Mortgage Genomics Canada, I'm your host Marco Gello. I'm a duly licensed mortgage broker in British Columbia and Alberta, born and raised in Calgary, currently living in North Vancouver. If you are from either of these provinces and require any mortgage related services, please do not hesitate to contact me. Call or text me right now at 604-800-9593, 604-800-9593. One application, one credit check and access to Canada's top lenders. All right. Welcome back everyone. Good to be back. I took a, a little bit longer of a uh, hiatus, a little break from uh, the Christmas holiday there and New Year's. Hope everyone had a wonderful holiday season. Um today we're going to talk about mortgage renewals. But before we get to that, here's what's on my mind this week. Supply and demand. Everything always comes down to supply and demand. Lately, well, pretty much all the time. Like such a simple concept, yet outrageously complicated, especially, especially for essential things, like these days. You know, like right now, there are a few key industry um, or sectors with some major supply and demand imbalances. There's the obvious one um, that I talk about. All the time on this podcast, especially here in Vancouver, um, but also in many other cities across Canada, real estate, right? So we will continue to talk about the uh, supply and demand imbalance there. There's oil and gas, and I'm mainly referring to gasoline, as in how we fuel our lives. You know, in terms of the fuel we put in our vehicles and in our homes, of course, to keep uh, to keep them warm, to keep us warm and cool in the summer and also how we as a country can take advantage of the global energy demand and how we can prosper from selling and developing our own energy reserves. Um, there's the supply and demand imbalances of the agricultural and food industry. Um, and lastly, there's one we rarely think about in terms of supply and demand because it's regarded as is one of Canada's national treasures in in by, by that, I mean also funded by taxpayers, and I'm referring to our beloved healthcare system. And, and really what I'm zoning in on when it comes to supply and demand is uh, these days, um, ICU beds, as they're formally referred to as, ICU intensive care units. And also the, you know, the general overworked state that our uh, healthcare system is currently in, and apparently has been in for quite some time, Especially now with the pandemic, um, like the fact that we only have—and I, I did some some research on um, on the internet, of course, right? Because who goes to the library, right? I don't read medical journals either. I just I went went online. So hopefully this is accurate. Five hundred and ten ICU beds in the province of BC, British Columbia, province in Canada. Hence know the lockdown in mandate riddled state we we seem to continuously be in Um, like is 510 ICU beds is that even enough even if like if we're not in a pandemic just uh, like think about that the population of BC is about 5 million people and um, we have 510, 510 ICU beds that's one bed for almost every 10,000 people like I don't know is that normal Do you, like that uh, so I looked up uh, I compared that I looked up Sweden you know a winter country and then I their their population it's double the population um, of BC okay so they're at 10 million people And they have 20 ICU beds for every 10,000. So we have one for every 10,000. They have 20, 20 times more. So Sweden has 20 times more ICU beds than we do here in BC. So like no wonder we need to vaccinate every single living soul in this country, well, this province. But apparently the ICU bed count does not get any better across the country most countries maybe can get away with 70 to 80 percent vaccination rates and and achieve uh, some form or level of herd immunity maybe but by the looks of it canada just simply cannot like they just can't and not enough beds icu beds these icu beds these uh 510 of them not enough of them to even attempt a more herd immunity type of approach and uh yeah, like, you know, makes you wonder. Our, our healthcare care system, it's, it's from this, we can maybe conclude it's uh, poorly managed. And uh, I hate to say it, and absolutely no offense to the people who work in it. God bless them. Um, you know, it's poorly managed and it's uh, grossly overrated. That That's what I see when I peel the onion. Like here in Canada, we are a democratic, socialist, capitalist, kind of blend, you know, with a a lot of built-in levers to create a place where, for the most part, we can live in harmony, but here's the wild card or, you know, the disruptor to fixing supply and demand imbalances um, in a common sense manner. And, you know, I'm more and more I'm seeing evidence of this, uh, that disruptor is plain and simple, it's politics. Politics is messing everything up, and um, the fact that decisions are being made or are not being made due to politics rather than real fundamentals, this is the issue. And uh, I I don't know where I'm going with this, but my point is politics is is getting in the way of uh, almost everything that is important. In our society these days, it's um, yeah, it's getting filthy, filthy out there, disgusting. Um, yeah, I looked up the definition of politics, and uh, here's one from uh, Merriam-Webster dictionary: Politics, activities that relate to influencing the actions and policies of a government, or getting and keeping power in a government. That's politics. to Merriam-Webster like that just says it says it all like so either you're a lobbyist and you're doing whatever within your means whatever it takes to get your piece of the pie you know from the, the government coffers or whatever or you're you're a government official doing whatever it takes to keep and perhaps grow your piece of the pie and the rest you know the rest uh, the rest are just pawns so don't let the politics distract you Um, yeah don't stop peeling the onion peel the onion people peel it and allow yourself to regroup and uh, always peel that onion call a spade a spade Um, as my dad always tells me when it comes to health and prosperity think with your brain not your heart All right. Here's a wacky article I came across from uh, Bloomberg, Canada. Some of you may have noticed this, it was uh, all over social media. And uh, it reads, Canadians prefer rate hikes during highest inflation since 2003. I don't know about you, but I personally do not prefer rate hikes. Not now, not ever. Like, I get it, I understand that the fundamentals these days are so messed up and rates should technically be higher and all that, for sure, but to say that I personally prefer rates to increase at this time, like, as if, when they happen, they will happen, I will not call for them to happen. Um, I personally want this low rate environment to ride out forever, no secret. Um, but of course I don't think it will, obviously, I know that's not going to happen. But. I think it's scary to think where we will arrive at if they go up at a rapid rate. Um, And I just found this article, you know, kind of strange. It was of course a summary from a pollster and it was a a survey conducted by Nanos Research and kind of like it's been staged to warn Or give everyone a heads up or kind of like starting a, you know, like a reverse psychology kind of rally to make people think that raising interest rates are a good thing and that it's just around the corner. Right? Kinda you know, but then again, maybe hearing it and knowing that it's coming and that it is near is already forcing people to adjust their financial matters, you know, kinda softening the blow ahead of what's to come so the more you think about it the more you can maybe see the logic behind the summary and here are some key statements from that article Um, here's one while a majority of households say they'll be hurt by higher borrowing costs they are much more concerned about the rising cost of living that's an interesting point Um, like never mind the increase in our month monthly debt payments heads up on the daily life expenses. Yeah, pretty good point there. Here's another one. Almost nine in ten Canadians, or 87%, say they are more worried about the current pace of rising prices than they are about higher interest rates. Canadians are currently fixated on the rising cost of everyday goods like food or gas. Rising interest rates are not as much of a worry. And this one too. Younger Canadians, are much more likely to report a negative sensitivity to higher interest rates compared to middle-aged and older individuals. This suggests that there is latitude to increase interest rates with a recognition that they could result in a negative generational squeeze on younger people. Well, that's, that's hard to disagree with for sure, that statement. I think the youngest purchasing power demographic is definitely Gonna be in tough when this happens, uh, or as it's happening, because it, it is starting to happen. The 25 to 40 year old cohort, you know, the millennials. So I don't know. You know, interesting take here. Like they're, they're essentially saying, raise interest rates and in- inflation comes down. Is, is is what the summary is here. But what if inflation doesn't come down, or what if the interest rate needs to rise far more than we think to really have an impact on inflation? So that's where the narrative is at right now regarding inflation and, more importantly, interest rates. But, you know, before Christmas, the U.S. Fed announced that it is time. It is time to scale back quantitative easing and time to increase rates. So if the U.S. Fed says it's time, then it is, in fact, time, like it or not. They control the rains and uh, Canada, never mind just Canada, mostly the entire planet follows. So it's showtime, people. Rates are going to start moving in 2022. Happy New Year. For the uh, should I sell my Vancouver home and move to Calgary group, I'm bringing this up um, because it's starting to come up more and more in my applications. Um, as, you, as you all know, I, I grew up in Calgary, um, lived there for a big part of my life, moved from Calgary in 2011 and have been in Vancouver ever since, so um, I'm very involved in, in both markets, Calgary and Vancouver, and I'm hearing more and more about Vancouverites, um, either selling, selling high and moving to Calgary or simply you know the millennial first-timer young families uh, packing up and, and heading to Caltown to Calgary in search of a $500,000 single-family detached home with a backyard and double-attached garage yeah you heard that right <laughs> uh, it's an interesting trend and one that really seems logical and perhaps evolving like think about it if, if you want a home like a single-family detached property not a condo or a townhome, like a single-family home, like a house, white picket fence, lawn, everything. In Vancouver, you require a down payment of at least $300,000. At least, that's a minimum. And a qualifying income of at least $200,000 per year. And that would be enough to purchase a 1.5 million fixer-upper home probably from the 1970s era, if you're lucky, maybe the 80s. but in Calgary, you can purchase a 2500 square foot 2005 built property, two-story home, and maybe even with a fully developed walked out walkout basement if you're lucky. and of course a double attached garage for under $600,000. And you can purchase this with a minimum down payment of $35,000. And a qualifying income of one hundred twenty-five thousand dollars. so like this is a game changer for many people this is like you know do we stay in vancouver and have one child or do we move to calgary and have several right like that's 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 how big this is for some people i know i'm, I'm talking to some of these people and of course trade in your large Vancouver mortgage for a smaller manageable Calgary mortgage that goes without saying these types of applications are coming across my desk right now I think it's a trend that that we will be hearing about in uh, years to come but at the same time like it's not all that surprising it's not shocking Vancouver is expensive and if you're thinking about doing something drastic like selling high and buying low Vancouver to Calgary is a pretty good play for sure Um, I know both markets intimately so give me a call um, if this is what you are thinking about and uh, we can chat some more about it 604-800-9593 and finally interest rates just moments ago I said um, look out it's showtime and rates are going to rise in 2022 so as of today January 8th interest rates are at about 2.44 2.44 to 2.99 percent for the five-year fixed rates and variables are still looking attractive with rates as low as 0.99 percent to 1.25 percent. Prime rate is still at 2.45 percent. Bond yields have spiked upwards since uh, mid-December just before Christmas um, by about 30 basis points and it's been pretty steady in this direction. So you know we've talked about it before bond yields go up and they do so for a period of time uh, that that later what follows uh, you'll see that mortgage interest rates should go up so any day now expect to see fixed rates rise Um, so heads up if you're in the market to do something with your mortgage remember we can reserve a rate for you for up to four months and double heads up you don't just call in a rate hold Um, There's a tiny bit of application details that are required in addition to uh, simply your name and date of birth. So uh, yeah, a little bit of a a procedure, maybe 10 minutes over the phone. Give me a call and I can take care of that for you. We can reserve a rate for you. 604-800-9593. Let's begin and discuss this week's headliner, Mortgage Renewals. Just wanted to break away from the episode to give you a little background about my brokerage and give you an idea of the team behind me that helps get your mortgage completed without a hitch and on time the brokerage is called home financing solutions and it's a franchise of the mortgage center which by the way is the pioneer of mortgage brokerages in canada established back in 1989 back then things were a little different it used to take weeks to fund a mortgage and the application process was grueling and labor intensive but that was then and this is now The process of getting approved and into your home or prompt access to your equity is seamless and swift. Absolutely every step of our process features the latest technology to collect, gather, adjudicate and safely store your information. The end result is speed, service and quality solutions. But we also recognize that technology is only as good as the human that is operating it. So not only will you experience the best that technology has to offer, you can also expect personalized Follow ups from Kelly and Justin, who are valuable members of my team. The three of us love what we do and continuously look forward to taking your calls and helping you accomplish your real estate goals. Call or text me at 604 800 9593. 604 800 9593. Or look me up at homefinancingsolutions.ca. One application, one credit check, and access to Canada's top lenders. And now back to the episode. When it comes time to renew your mortgage, most lenders will send you a renewal letter when there is 3 to 6 months remaining on your term. While nearly 60% of borrowers simply sign and send back the renewal without even shopping around for a more favorable interest rate, I would recommend you take a moment to check out your options. Rather than rewarding loyal clients with fully discounted interest rates, lenders tend to provide higher rates to renewing clients versus offering fully discounted rate specials to newly acquired clients. Generally speaking, the path of least resistance when renewing your mortgage often leads to higher interest rates. Instead, seek options and second opinions before accepting your incumbent lender's renewal offer. The outcome in doing so can result in thousands of dollars in savings over the course of your next mortgage term. It may turn out that your bank is offering a great rate, in which case you can accept the renewal and move on. But whatever you do, don't simply assume that you are being offered their very best rate at renewal time. Take the extra time to explore your options, you'll thank yourself you did. At the very least, by exploring your options, you can be rest assured that you signed up for a competitive rate. To make the exploration process simple, connect with the mortgage broker rather than a single channel bank, as mortgage brokers have access to multiple lenders and can explore a broad range of offers with one single application and credit check. Give me a call or send me an email and within minutes I can provide you with today's best market rates. Call or text me right now for a real-time market rate at 604-800-9593. That's all I got for today. Call or text me anytime if you have any mortgage questions at all, especially if you are in British Columbia or Alberta as I am licensed to service these specific provinces. And especially if you are from Vancouver or Calgary as I am very familiar with these markets. And of course, I welcome calls and emails from all over the world for those that are in the process of or have recently relocated or immigrated to Canada from elsewhere. Call or text me at 604-800-9593 or you can get me on WhatsApp or Facebook. Facebook Messenger, or just go ahead and link up to my website, homefinancingsolutions.ca. Thank you again for tuning into Mortgage Genomics Canada. Stay well, everyone. Talk again soon.